I'm Ken Hemmings, and he is Chris Lang, and welcome to another of these regular property briefings. Again, a warm welcome to you, Chris. Well, it's a pleasure to be here. Looking back over some of the previous podcasts, I noticed that we've talked a lot about recognising opportunities and avoiding pitfalls. But we haven't really covered in much detail the aspect of maximising your tax deduction through depreciation. Therefore, would you mind if we explored that in a little more detail today? Yeah, look, Ken, it's interesting you raised that because... I recently covered the same question in a, one of the webinars I hold for my mentor group. And you're right, people tend to focus on all sorts of issues around commercial property and forget to focus on depreciation. Now, as I've indicated in the investment objectives and criteria, which we've discussed in the past, depreciation is generally the last on the list because it ought not be the sole reason or the principal reason for you buying a property. However, if everything else falls into place and you're comparing two properties, the one that will provide you with the greater amount of depreciation is clearly the one you ought run with. But, you know, commercial property owners, they're always plotting and scheming ways to increase the return from their property. However, what a lot of them don't do is to take full advantage of what is available to them by way of deductions with depreciation. And that's mainly because that they don't obtain a proper schedule of depreciation. Ideally, and one of the things you've got to watch out for is that when you buy a property that the vendor hasn't included a written down value schedule for the items because that then means that you can only depreciate what is remaining on his or her schedule. The ideal thing is to have the contract silent as to the value of the depreciable items and that's a combination of structure and the planted articles or the highly depreciable items because the tax law allows you to upvalue those depreciable items, even though they may have been written off by the previous person, you, the new owner, can ascribe a value to them or the professional that comes up with the depreciation schedule can ascribe a value to those articles of plant and equipment that represents current day value, even though they may have been installed in the property 10, 15, 20 years ago. So it is important that you take full advantage. And by not doing that, so many owners just fail to maximise the depreciation deductions that are available to them through their commercial property purchases. From my limited understanding, there seems to be a number of myths or misconceptions about what you can and can't claim. Would you be able to touch on some of these? Yeah, there are a number of misconceptions that seem to be floating around and maybe that is what has prevented many investors from taking full advantage of the available depreciation benefits. 
And the first of those probably is that they feel the property has to be new. Now, yes, there are certain advantages when the property is new. However, as I was starting to explain, with every commercial property you buy, there will always be significant depreciation benefits irrespective of how old it is. You see, it all comes down to how you structure the contract. And that's the point I was making is that if the contract is silent, the value of the highly depreciable items, which is the plant and equipment, is calculated by first subtracting the value of the land from the contract price and then, depending on when the building was built, the quantity surveyor can establish how much the structure is valued. So that gets subtracted and what's left, based on the current day purchase price, is what the value of the plant and articles starts at for you to depreciate. So both new and older properties always provide depreciation deductions and it's a myth that older properties do not provide you with any claim. Now, although the Australian Taxation Office does place some timing restrictions on claiming capital works deductions, that's the structural component, in other words, the walls, the roofs, the floors, etc., there are no such date restrictions for you claiming depreciation on plant and equipment assets. Now, the tax office allows the commercial, the owner of any commercial property where it is constructed after the 20th of July 1982 to claim capital works deductions. Now, generally, that works out at 2.5% per annum, which doesn't sound a lot, but arguably the structure in many cases is a major component. So the idea is that that will depreciate over 40 years. Now, depreciation on deductions for plant and equipment assets are, however, calculated on their effective life. And obviously things like carpet, air conditioning and so forth have a much shorter life and therefore you can depreciate it at a far greater percentage and they're all set down and that's where you need an expert to come in having established what the quantum of total value for those assets is by subtraction as we discussed before. They then set down and and apportion that lump sum amongst the various assets based upon what the relative contribution to that total value and then there is a percentage ascribed to each of those categories to provide you with a fairly healthy deduction as far in the overall situation. And as these items are really of the same age as the property, some of them might have been even updated over time, you'll find that there will be significant deductions associated with this plant and equipment and providing you with very healthy and attractive depreciation benefits. Now that you've debunked that myth, what is the next major misconception? Well, probably the next major misunderstanding is that it's your accountant that calculates the claim. Now, your accountant's not competent to do that, and that's not a criticism, it's just not their role. It's the accountant who lodges the claim. And to make sure you have the correct deductions for your accountant to actually claim in your tax return, 
you need to speak with a specialist quantity surveyor. Now, quantity surveyors generally establish the value of each component when you're constructing the property, but it's a specialist skill as far as the depreciation, and many of them will have this as an add-on service, but there are some that specialise only in tax depreciation. Now, that expert will inspect the property to make sure that every item of plant and equipment is identified and that any claims for fit-outs that are added are correctly noted for both the building owner and the tenant to claim. Now, you can't both claim them, and in some cases, it'll be the tenant that will be claiming the fit-out, unless, of course, the lease provides that the tenant's fit-out belongs to the owner. In other words, that the owner agrees if you put it in as a tenant, you won't have to remove it at the end of your lease. In other words, you waive your reinstatement rights. Now, if the tenant is going to do a good quality fit-out, that may be to your advantage for that to happen because you get the benefit up front and can depreciate the tenant's fit-out as though it were your own. And the depreciation schedules that are created make it easy for both you as the owner and your accountant to claim the maximum deductions possible. However, it's important to engage the quantities of A to prepare the depreciation schedule, which will in intimate detail provide everything your accountant can claim on your behalf. And even though people might think so, if you haven't claimed something that your entitlement over the past three or four years, you can generally seek an amendment in your favour. So while getting the schedule done is important, it's not necessarily time critical. The only thing is that if you don't get it done quickly, you're actually foregoing it in that particular tax year. So it's in your interest to get it done reasonably reasonably quickly. But it will backdate to the date of purchase. And as I said, even if you did miss a claim in a previous financial year, have an amendment and adjustment made uh, via your accountant. Perhaps you can explain what happens when your tenant installs a fit-out. Well, as I alluded to, when the tenant does a fit-out, in most cases there is a reinstatement clause and therefore the tenant retains ownership all the way through. Now, you may, in the process of getting your schedule done, as a goodwill gesture to the tenant, uh, get one done for their fit-out. If they're a major commercial tenant, I'm sure they will have done that themselves. But they will have the cost of the various items, but sometimes the preparation of a tax schedule requires a little bit more detail. So commercial tenants are able to claim the depreciation of any fit-out that they add to the property once their lease commences. And this includes items such as desks, blinds, shelving, if they alter carpet or add vinyl, any fire equipment that may be required over and above what the building provides, and a security system that they may have installed themselves. Now, If the lease requires the tenant to return the property to its original condition, 
they may also be able to claim a write-off for any remaining depreciable value that's available on any scrapped assets. In other words, if through the at the period of their tenancy they haven't fully written off their fit-out, they can claim the balance once they remove it. Now, this 100% deduction must occur in the same year as the item is removed. However, if the assets of the tenant leaves behind after the tenancy has ended, can also provide depreciation claims for you as the commercial owner. Now, that's different to claiming it from the beginning. This is after the tenant leaves, where the tenant had a responsibility to make good, but as part of the negotiation is that they might have agreed to a lump sum settlement instead of make good. So you inherit the petitions and things like that or and workstations. So deductions for fit-outs can become pretty complicated. So it's important, again, that you consult with an expert to make sure that you get them right. A number of times now you've referred to a tax depreciation schedule. Is that something you need to have prepared the moment you purchase an investment property? Look, as I alluded to before, you can backdate it. And that's not doing anything devious. It's just that schedule is actually backdated to the time of the purchase as to when it becomes effective. So therefore, the, the preparation of the tax schedule is not all that time critical. But as I said, why would you wait until the next financial year when you've just purchased the property? Because you'd miss out on valuable cash rebates, which I would have thought in the first year of purchase where your greatest outlay is, you would want to get as many deductions as you could. So, I mean, there's no point in forfeiting your claim. It's better that you benefit from everything that you can possibly deduct. So, you know, and as I said, you've got to engage a specialist quantity surveyor that will use legitimate legislative tools like immediate write-off and low-value pooling to make partial year claim and, and therefore provide you with some immediate tax benefits so that it's it's really worth consulting an expert to find out what claims you actually have available. And also, as a commercial property owner, you can claim the fee for preparing the tax depreciation schedule straight away in the same financial year if they provide you the schedule before the 30th of June in that year. So in that respect, it's worth getting this done as soon as possible rather than leaving it and having to back claim on your depreciation benefits. From what you've explained, this is clearly an area where you need to obtain some expert advice. And so where should our listeners be seeking that from? Well, if you've been receiving my blog at commercialpropertymadeeasy.com, you would have already seen a number of regular articles prepared by BMT Tax Depreciation. So that would probably be a good place to start. And what I'll do, Ken, is I'll give you a link to put up beneath this podcast, which will go straight to the summary of all those articles. 
And at the bottom of each one, there's a provision for you to contact BMT directly and, and make sure that you mention my name when you do that. <laughs> well, I can see depreciation is certainly a, a fascinating topic and clearly something investors can use to improve their bottom line. So thank you very much for shedding some light on how it works. Only too happy, Ken, and I just hope it proves helpful.